welcome to the print pod this is ratan priya and today's opinion is by masuma renalvi she is the co-founder and india lead at we speak out the international zero tolerance day for female genital mutilation is annually observed on 6th february it is a day to galvanize people all over the world to raise awareness and take action Despite efforts to end FGM, over 3 million girls and women are at risk every year. Ending this practice will take everyone raising their hand and voice. In this context, the story published by the print holds important. It carried news of a letter written by Sayedna Tahir Fakhruddin, claimant to the title of Sayedna or the head of Dawoodi Bora community, addressed to the Prime Minister of India Narendra Modi and Principal Secretary P K Mishra. Sayedna Tahir Fakhruddin asked the PM to ban FGM. While this came across as if there was renewed hope for a long-standing demand to end female genital mutilation rampantly practiced in the Dawoodi Bora community, it was really just a classic case of using clickbait to draw media attention. The letter defends cuffs as performed in the Dawoodi Bora community and adds that it doesn't constitute female genital mutilation. It further states that cuffs is analogous to clitoral dehooding. Moreover, the procedure is done to improve a woman's sexual health. In reality, cuffs and FGM are one and the same. According to World Health Organization's definition, removal of the girl child's clitoral hood for non-medical purposes is type 1 and type 4 FGM. WHO's comprehensive definition of FGM includes all types of practice prevalent in the world. Moreover, the clitoral dehood performed in unhygienic conditions by midwives in many cases leads to the cutting of more than just the hood according to an independent study making a distinction between cuffs and fgm is a dangerous precedent and must be called out the supreme court in australia had declared that khatna and cuffs constitute fgm the verdict was passed in a case wherein a nurse and a mother along with a bora leader from the local mosque were charged with performing fgm on two young girls globally fgm is performed in over 90 countries and is known by different names in india the bora community refers to it as khatna or cuffs in indonesia it is referred to as khitan or sunnat perepua certain sunni communities in india's kerala call it sunnat the letter states that women can choose to perform cuffs under appropriate conditions under medical supervision this is clearly treading on another landmine of medicalized fgm pointing out the dangers of medical intervention for the practice who says that one in four cases of fgm is performed by a health worker it urges health professionals to never undertake such procedures the need of the r is to do away with all types of fgm whether done hygienically with medicalized supervision or otherwise the official discourse on fgm varies from community to community it is stated to be exercise for numerous reasons from the need for a girl to be pure before she marries to maintaining hygiene to improve a woman's health and for the husband's pleasure the bottom line however in all communities is that female sexuality has to be controlled take the bohras for instance which is a trading community in earlier days when men traveled far and wide for purposes of trade leaving behind their women the patriarchal mindset of controlling women and ensuring that they do not go astray and have extramarital sex made a compelling argument to justify the practice 
India is a signatory to the December 2012 UN resolution on FGM which urges countries to condemn all harmful practices that affect women and girls in particular female genital mutilations ending FGM is a sustainable development goal at the recently concluded universal periodic review india received its first recommendation from costa rica to define FGM and develop a national plan to eliminate it what is also problematic is the timing of the letter sayedna tahir fakruddin's view about making cuvs optional for those above 18 years of age and distancing it from its terminology are not new sayedna had publicized these views in a press conference 7 years ago as well only this time the letter was addressed to the pm the letter also coincides with final arguments in the ongoing daudi bora succession battle at the mumbai high court over the last 7 years my organization we speak out has been steadfastly petitioning the government to do research on the prevalence of fgm and its spread at a recent meeting organized by us which was attended by civil society representatives working in the space of women and children and the united nations population fund testimonies of survivors of fgm from kerala's sunni communities indicated that the practice exists beyond the bora community in india religious leaders are one of the most critical actors in the issue of female genital mutilation due to the power they have over their communities in africa several religious leaders have shown the way by shunning the practice and influencing their followers to do away with it a case in point are muslim scholars of al azhar university in egypt the mufti of egypt ali goma mohammad hussain fadlala Muhammad Salim Awa Secretary General of International Federation of Islamic Scholars and many such Islamic scholars who have articulated the false links between female genital mutilation and religious obligation Female genital mutilation or cuffs harms girls and women physically sexually and psychologically and it is crucial to stop it why can't both sayednas of the bora community as well as sunni religious leaders take an unequivocal stand against this practice